Channel F, the show where we pit your favorite Fanbyte staff members against one another in contests of skill and knowledge to win fabulous prizes. I'm your host, Merit Kay, and let's get started. Elbihonkiers is a species of bird in the family Themnophilopidae. Uh, they're monotypic within the genus Mirmorculus. They're found in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, and Paraguay, where their natural habitat is subtropical or tropical dry forests. Is that true? Well, I'm, I mean, it's written <laughs> down here, so it has to be. I, I haven't been to the doctor in a really long time, so I didn't know any of that. That's great. Yeah, That's really good to know. This That's is free. Good. That's free medical information. It's, I'm living in the wrong climate. <laughs> Yeah, you got to move back to the tropical dry forests. What's a tropical it's dry so forest? That sounds like that, a that's contradiction so in terms. It sure does. Well, um, also here we've got uh, Stephen Strom, who is an Indian regional airline currently operating from Ahmedabad, uh, Gujarat. They fly to a total of four destinations using Beach 1900D aircraft as of November 2019. But as of October 2021, uh, they have temporarily suspended operations as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mary. It was very nice of you uh, to, to introduce me into the, uh, into the show like this. And I just want to let everybody know that uh, if you uh, sit down and uh, take your seats and uh, put your seatbelts on, if we put your tray tables up, we can get off the runway as uh, soon as possible. Thank you. Why do pilots talk like that? Can we talk about this? Why do pilots talk like that? <laughs> Why do they do that? Has anyone noticed this before, that they talk kind of funny over the intercom? They do. I mean, some of them even try to make jokes. That's like Is there actually a class funny. in pilot school that you have to take on? I mean, there must be one on like how to communicate to to like people on the plane, right? Oh yeah, because that's that's part of the job. Like if if something goes wrong and you have to tell them stuff, like so. There's got to be some, or it could just be like when I was in grad school and um, they were like, okay, you're all going to be uh, teaching uh, this year, and so we, we have a one day uh, teaching uh, seminar for you, and then we'll just sort of say go nuts. Um, oh, it's like one that. day. Yeah, one day is enough to teach college students because they've been in school for so long. They mostly just sort of like run on autopilot it's mostly robots at this point that do that, it it's that just doesn't seem right to me but no maybe it doesn't I'm seem right does it no i've but never then, been to grad school so then I don't why know. do then why why don't pilots have to take more than a, a day of teaching classes i don't get it <laughs> last but certainly not least funke joseph is an independent public entity tasked to ensure a sustainable and secure electricity supply for the albanian consumer by establishing an operational and competitive electricity market taking into account the consumer's interest. What's going on, everyone? I have the best prices ever. Come down to my electricity store. <laughs> They'll shock us. you. The <laughs> prices are so crazy. There we go. That's what we needed. <sighs> the concept of an electricity store is very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> That's like Pokemon, right? Like they have like a warehouse full of Pikachu's and they just fill up batteries and yeah, and just hooked up, up to electrodes, yeah, running on treadmills and shit. Well, yeah. that's the game Pal World, I'm pretty sure. That's Pal coming World. Out. Oh god, was it like, like Pokemon, Pokemon with guns? Twisted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pokemon with that like guns. sicko shit. How come Pokemon yeah. with guns looks better than Pokemon without guns? That's what I want. Damn, to know. the people mm. don't want to hear that. <laughs> They're not ready for it. They simply are not ready to hear it. And yes, um, there was a point in the show 
where the all the Pikachus walked around a big like treadmill thing and that somehow made something go with electric. Well, their electricity is coming out of their cheeks. That's where it comes out of. I see. It, that's their little electric mm. pouches. Conductor? I, yeah. I love that in the anime, they give all of the Pikachus like these rictus soulless grins to show like, no, 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 they're not slaves. They're happy. They love being here. They love producing the electricity day in and day out for the rest of humanity. What would be worse? What would be worse though? Okay, but what would be worse? What would be worse? if? Okay, so it would be bad. We can all agree that it would be bad if the Pikachus were sort of being like forced into doing this thing and they're like semi-sentient and like their day is just walking around this treadmill to create energy. That's bad, right? We all agree that Absolutely. that's bad? Yes, that's bad. Sure. But what if they really like it? Like really, 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 really like it. Right. <laughs> that would be bad too. Like the doozers. <laughs> yeah, like the doozers, but like they're getting like sexual gratification out of it. Oh, you mean, okay, you mean it would be bad, not like morally, it would be bad just like conceptually. It would be a bad situation. Emotionally yes. for you. Yeah, we want it somewhere in the middle where they're like, ah, I'm fine with this. It's a Isn't day that job. Isn't bees work? Isn't that what? Isn't that like what honey is? Honey? From bees? Bees? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. the bee get horny and make honey? I don't think that's how honey works. <laughs> LV, you're infe- you're already infecting me with your friend's reunion energy. <laughs> you. Wait, I believe I, it though. Are you implying that honey is beak? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, mean according like to that. this image that I just found on um, the internet, I so apparently there is a certain species of bee. It's like a, it's scientifically it's called like an R34. Um, if you search that, that and, sounds like and a bee. Uh, mm. You'll find, um, well, actually, this joke oh, doesn't work because they're R34. just a car. The problem is that a car just comes up, so the joke doesn't work, though. So. The, jokes, the joke's ruined. Okay, well, Cars let's move on from this once conversation once completely. Uh, let's get started with the game uh, that's kind of appropriate. It's called Is It <laughs> Well, it's not, not. It's called Is It a Dog? Is this a dog? <laughs> it's completely different, but it was, is this X? Okay, um, and we were talking about Pikachus, yeah, which are kind of like little dogs. Is this a dog? Uh, with the release of Elden Ring and uh, the the kind of meme going around about the turtles uh, being dogs, because there is, you can't say turtle, I guess, in Elden Ring. There are turtles. You can only say dog. So uh, this is a dog now, is, is a turtle. Uh, I thought what we would do is uh, determine whether or not some characters from video games are, uh, in fact, or are not dogs. Oh, this is um, great. Woo! And I don't mean, you you know, dog is a a, a human-created concept, right? So it can mean whatever we want it to mean. Is Um, it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a word that we applied, but to a thing. But I, isn't the thing just the thing? It's not like but how we define that thing is a wolf a is dog a human choice. No, a wolf is a wolf. It's a canine. There's genuses and dog. kingdoms and species. Well, it's a it's can. I'm pretty sure it's canis canis. 
What does that, that mean? I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know. Doggish. I don't know animals. Um, no, it's I, Canis lupus, but Canis, Lu- Canis lupus is, yeah. is a fox. Is a fox a dog? No, it's a yes. fox. What? Well, it's half dog, half cat. It's half dog, half cat. Even obviously, okay. But the point is, I have chosen three different characters from games, and what we're going to do is each one of you for one of these characters will have to argue <sighs> for and and or against. That's not clear. Um, for each of these characters, one of you will be arguing for it being a dog. One will be mm. arguing against. And the third will decide who made the stronger case. It's debate club. It's like high <laughs> this school is debate, debate club. This is high school debate club. Uh, this this uh, house resolves that a fox is half dog, half cat. Um, mm-hmm. We're not trying to decide if it's a cat or not, though. Just right. if it's a dog. So uh, the first character is Yoshi the dinosaur from Super Mario Brothers. Funke, I would like you to make a case for Yoshi being a dog. Steven, uh, make a case against it. And um, LB is going to to judge uh, the, the, the victor in this case. And uh, I will give you uh, 60 seconds to make your initial argument. Uh, and then perhaps we'll have some kind of follow-up. So um, I'll just give you a few seconds to sort of think about what you might say mm-hmm. and uh, just reflect on the dogness or non-dogness of Yoshi. And um, Funke, whenever you're ready, you can start. Dogs, we know them, we love them. Sometimes they're green, sometimes they're brown and furry. Mm-hmm. But in Yoshi's case, he's green. And he's kind of like a pet to... The Mario, the Mushroom Kingdom, they all love him. They care for him. He helps them out. He brightens their day. Uh, what else do dogs do? Like, I, I feel like that encapsulates what a dog is. Just a nice person to be around. Mm. Um, has his little dog shoes on. People love those in the rain. You see some dogs walking around with the little shoes, and they fall off, and then they get all soggy. You have to put them back on. But Yoshi is like... Yeah, I think he's a great dog. And uh, my ultimate argument is that like everyone wants to everyone wants to sit like ride a dog. Everyone's always wanted to do this. Yoshi, it's possible. So mm. if this was a thumbnail for a YouTube video, I would be saying, "Is Yoshi the best dog ever?" And there would be like a red arrow pointing at Yoshi. Wow. Wow, pretty compelling argument. Um uh Steven, uh, please make your initial case for Yoshi not being a dog. Hello, yes, thank you. I would like to first start by saying that my opponent, Funke Joseph, makes an excellent point that we all love dogs. And that is why, empirically, Yoshi cannot possibly be a dog, because we do not all love Yoshi. Yoshi is not a living, lovable animal that feels affection and that we feel affection towards the way that we Mm. do with dogs. Yoshi is a tool. Yoshi is a device that Mario interacts with in the world and then disposes of as soon as it becomes convenient for him as he moves through the level Mm. jumps off of Yoshi jumps into a pit jumps off of Yoshi to get that extra little boost leaving Yoshi to die a horrible death you would not do that to a dog utility is something that we apply to dogs (laughs) in often very bad ways police dogs bad bad thing bad idea but the dog is itself not inherently evil or or bad or a utilitarian item the way the yoshi is whereas yoshi is in fact simply an object wow wow 
Ah, oh, those are both really good arguments. Um, LB, do you want to talk about how those those sat like with five you? seconds in? Funky convinced me that uh, that Yoshi's a dog. Oh well, my gosh! Okay. Oh, well, okay, but let's take <laughs> into account. I I think Stephen is onto something though. Um, I, I I did think of the tool thing, but I mean, people do use dogs. I don't think that a police dog ceases to be a dog just because it's being abused. Um, and I don't think that Yoshi is soulless and a machine. Can I, I ask think you Yoshi this? Is an animal? Could a dog, like a dog. cheat on its taxes? <laughs> I, I don't think a dog could do anything other than cheat on its taxes. Show me a dog that does its taxes correctly. Mm, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, I would like to have a dog that is big, like an Elden Ring, like Sif, a puppy Sif, and then not mm-hmm. an Elden Ring, the Elden Ring prequel, Dark Souls. Um, and then like ride, ride a wolf around, like to go to the store. I think that would be really great. Yoshi, be awesome. I could take your Doesn't leave. Yoshi also just eat a thing? Dogs Yoshi can basically eat anything. And that is true. Dogs do that. The only well, so. thing, the only reason that I could see Yoshi not being a dog is that Yoshi can lay an egg. Um, uh, dog don't lay eggs. And dogs oh. can't do that. Uh, however, like I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Is that, was there anything else? However, I'm not a scientist. However, I am not a scientist. So you're, you're going to end all gonna, of my tweets with that. <laughs> Are you going to give this one to Funke then? I'm giving this one to Funke. All right. Let's go. Congratulations, I think the, egg, I mean, the, the thing is, like, if Stephen had brought up the egg issue. Mm, the egg that issue. Been, that, that would be a more compelling argument to me than the uh, than the tool issue. The okay. thing is that the Precisely egg- because, like, sleigh dogs... Uh, sledding dogs, police dogs, uh, you know, service dogs, guidance dogs. There's a lot of dogs who have jobs. Mm. But we as a human society, we give those jobs to them. Yoshi is born from the egg with that utility in mind. Knowing exactly what to do does not require training the way a living, thinking, breathing being would. Does, that's true, but does anybody require training in Mario? Like, did mm. Mario learn how to be a plumber, or was he born a plumber? That's true. We've never seen him actually learn those I mean, skills. Baby, we we see babies in the Mario franchise all the time, and they're all very capable. That's Not, true. Baby, baby Mario is carried around by Yoshi, and if yeah, you fall uh, off but, Yoshi... But Baby Mario can also play baseball and drive a car, so... Okay. Which most mm. babies can't do. But most babies yeah. can't do that. We do let babies... Go off ramps and fly in planes and stuff uh, in the Mario world, which we don't do in real life. So, uh, so LB is going to give this one to Funke. Um, but Steven, uh, you are now going to be arguing for this character's dogness. Uh, LB, you'll be arguing against it. And uh, Funke, really okay. you will be judging. And the character Perfect. that we will be determining the dog status of is. Star Fox, the Nintendo character. Ooh. Uh, so I'll just give you a few seconds to formulate your arguments in your mind. And uh, this is going to be a wild one, Stephen. Whenever you're ready, uh, <clears throat> you may start, and you'll have one minute when you begin. Star Fox, we know him, we love him, he's great. He goes off into space to go revenge against his 
father's killers, Andros and Starwolf and all of those other characters. You know what kind of trait I would ascribe to that sort of a character? Doggedness. That's determination. These are all things that we associate with dogs. Also, well-trained and easily able, like capable of doing things uh, for in a hierarchical structure, much like dogs do. Hunting dogs, as LB pointed out, um, police dogs, sled dogs or whatever. What is a spaceship if not a sort of sled? Leading a team, just like the lead sled dog in point of fact, which is even more like a dog than any mm. other p- member of the dogging sledding mm. team behind that person leading what Peppy Falco and Slippy seconds. into battle to fight against, uh, the big monkey robot guy who is probably the closest thing to a mailman that that universe has. That's, that's so true. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, all right, LB, uh, whenever you're ready, you can, uh, you can go ahead and tell me why Star Fox or tell Funke why Star Fox is not a dog. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the starfox.fandom.com wiki, and the first sentence says, Fox McCloud, is that Star Fox, is a red fox. I don't even need to finish the sentence. It says he's a fox. <laughs> Some characters, it's unclear what kind of animal they are. This is a fox. Fox is not a dog. I may have said, many people have, may have heard me say <laughs> that a fox is the same, exactly the same thing as a dog. But I'm here to tell you that I'm not the same person I was then. <laughs> You've learned to this, this is a man. This is a man. I'm looking at a man. He's got a jacket. He's got his hands on his hips. There's a, just a massive information on this page that can only apply to a person because I can't make sense of any of it. And if it was a dog, I'd be able to understand what the fuck any of this means. That's why this man that looks like a fox is a man. I did say it was a fox Great. before, but I'm, I did not. I renounced that. He's a man also. who looks like a fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see. I see. Um, great. Well, Funke, what do you what do you think of those two arguments? I just want to say shout out to the debaters. As Fox McCloud would say, mission complete. <laughs> That's so um, true. Yeah, but we could here a to dog judge. say that. <laughs> could a dog say that? Maybe. Historically, I have not heard one say that before, but I was. <laughs> That's how a dog would sound. If it's Thank you. Thank you. I was entranced by Steven's argument of the mailman. Just mm. the whole analogy really got me. Um, they compared so many figures to dogs and dog systems that society places on dogs. I just, it, it really warmed my heart. So I, I have to give it to Steven. Wow. So he did a great argument as well, but I, my heart wasn't in it because this is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you were lying to yourself and the listeners. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to do um, this debate club. You know, you have to yeah, learn how to. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. separate your personal feelings from the matter, and we all yeah. have very strong feelings about about this topic. But it's important to be able to step back and rationally judge the situation. Um, so one one last one. Uh, in, in this situation, LB, you will be arguing for this character being a dog. Funke, you will be arguing against. And Steven, you will be judging. <clears throat> and the character in question is Link from The Legend of Zelda. So uh, just 
think about that a little bit. LB, you are arguing pro, Funke against, Stephen, you are judging. LB, whenever you're ready, go ahead and start. I love dogs. One of my favorite things about dogs is you talk to them and then they look up at you. And they just have these big eyes and they're looking at you expectantly, listening to what you have to say. That's one of the great things about dogs. Another other great thing about dogs is you can go make them get things and they bring them back to you and they fucking love to do this. They love retrieving an item and bringing it back for you. They love it so much that this is a famous game called Fetch. Dogs do the same thing that Link from Zelda does. He does those things. He looks up at you. He looks up at various characters in games. Expectantly, he doesn't say anything ever. And he retrieves items. And he runs around and has fun. 15 seconds. Link from Zelda is a dog. And he's maybe one of the best dogs I've ever known. The end. Wow. I like how you ended it with the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was I'm not a scientist. The end. All right. Well, um, Funke, whenever you're ready, you can begin your argument as to why Link is not a dog. Link from The Legend of Zelda. Um, famously, he holds a lot of weapons and he can cook. And he wears a lot of clothing. Have any of you seen a dog do any of these things? No. They can't. They try to. They want to mimic it. Sometimes they wear like a little jacket, but it falls off. The boots I referenced Mm. earlier, those fall off. Mm. It's never meant to be. But Link, the clothes stay on. He's doing his little adventure. Yeah, yeah. And he's fighting. Link is a person... Link is a person, first of all, period. <laughs> Link also goes around the forest and people recognize him like, oh my gosh, it's Link, the human, seconds. the person that is going to help us out. They're not like, come here, buddy. Come here. Mm. Get the sword. Good boy. That would be a weird game. I don't know if I would continue to play that. <laughs> feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very compromising. And that's yeah. why Link is not a dog. Wow. Uh, good arguments on both sides there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stephen, what do you what do you make of these uh, <sighs> these two arguments? Well, Merritt, I think that Funke did a really valiant job of trying to counter Elby's arguments. Uh, but honestly, Elby, I think you really just kind of nailed it with the, like, very early on in this beginning of your argument where you talked about how Link looks up at you with those big old puppy dog eyes, not a thought in his head, just brings you items. That's literally all he does from game to game to game. Funke, I get where you were going with the idea of dogs not wearing clothes or using weapons, but... I've played Dark Souls 1, and mm. that's simply not true. Um, Dog video does games use a sword in its mouth. That's true. All the time. Uh, video games have taught me that dogs are capable of so many different things. I, I will, I'm very strict about what I count as a dog, but dogs can do very, very much. I came into this all the way prepared to just completely throw LB under the bus because they threw mm. me under the bus in the yeah. first argument. Yeah. But then like wow. their, their uh, debate was so strong that I have to come back and uh, rely on my morals. No, I, I totally understand your choice. I think initially when Mary proposed this debate, I was like, oh, free win. 
Link's not a dog. And then LB was talking about fetching stuff. Mm. And that is literally what Link does. He just runs That's around, true. fetches things. That's and true. I, 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 I don't you, know. I think you could have uh, maybe made a case for Link being kind of like a cat. But then he's, I guess he's not really because he does run around and fetch. He's a dog. Yeah. That's, so we've, dog. we've established that Yoshi, Star Fox, and Link are dogs. Uh, if we went on, we I bet we would establish that the entire cast of Super Smash Brothers is a dog. <laughs> um, because it seems that we have a pro dog. Uh, we have a, a pro dog bias uh, on this podcast, which, you know, we're aware of. We're trying to address. Mm -hmm. um, we got to get some people who really hate dogs or hate things being dogs. Uh, on here. We're going to try and iron that out. Um, but for now, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back and uh, we're in the part of the show where we hear a little bit from our contestants uh, on this fictional game show. And um, what we hear from them is less like, oh, I heard you once saw a dog. Tell me about that. And more, I heard that you played a video game this week. So tell me about that. So, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Have you been playing anything lately? Oh man, I've I've been playing one thing and yeah. everyone's been playing that thing. So I kind of want to talk about what I've been watching. Sure, it's a little thing called Pokemon. Okay, you heard of this? I'm familiar with it. I'm with they've with, been with their work movies about this thing since 1998. Uh, and my friends and I have been rewatching all of them like really? throughout the week. Yeah, <laughs> like we do watch parties like twice a week and watch a couple and i've seen i think half of them now um there's like i want to say 25 movies and they're all pretty much that's the same thing a number of films but, hmm? that's quite the number of films it is um but they all start off and it's ash and he's chilling you know how ash chills and then there's a legendary pokemon mm. and it like usually steals a child or something um, and yeah. then Ash is like, don't do that, man. You're a Pokemon. You have to be good. <laughs> and then all the Pokemon cry together and it, the evil's defeated. Everything's good. Ah. And I think that formula is amazing. Um, how it just gets you. Like you'll be watching this movie. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so corny. Like this is for babies. And then all the Pokemon start crying for like. They really squeeze it out too. It's like mm. like two, three minutes maybe of just every tears from all of them. And then you start crying. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. If, if you haven't seen those movies in a while, check them out. The Celebi one is actually really good. The rest are kind of forgettable. <laughs> now, I do remember that the, the first Pokemon movie, which is the only one that I think I actually saw, does end the way that you're describing. Where Pokemon does something bad. And then Pokemon cry, and then everything's better. Because in that one, I believe Mewtwo turns Ash into stone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, 
Ash runs in the way of two bolts of like electricity that are being shot between evil Pikachu and good uh, Pikachu, right? Yes, and that turns yes, into yes, stone. Yes. I see. Okay, okay. And then they cry, and then that turns him back. Yeah. Uh, wait, um, fuck it. You said the rest are forgettable. Are you including Pokemon the first movie in the forgettable column? No, 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 no. That okay. was, sorry, that one's a classic. Yes. Okay. But I mean, in terms of like after, it seems like they're just being like, okay, we got we got some legendaries. You want to write a story about this? Um, okay, well, this 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 Pokemon has no lore at all. Let's just make some shit up. Mm. And then they do. Mm. And the Pokemon are just doing bizarre things. And it all, it most of the time culminates in something crying. And that's the solution. They've just been chasing that high from the Mewtwo ending all these they years. They are. They are. But Celebi's so different because it actually, can I spoil it for you? Or no? I guess so. I was going to watch it this weekend, but... Fine. There spoilers for Pokemon Forever Celebi voice of this forest. <laughs> the kid, there's a kid Celebi steals a kid and goes back in time or whatever. <laughs> or f- 40 years back in time. And Ash helps the kid out and blah blah blah. Then the kid disappears. And the kid was Professor Oak the whole time. What? The Whoa! I know. I was I was actually shocked. I was like, what are you talking about? Um did he, tr- did he transform into a kid? He, or I think he went four years travel, in the future. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then okay. they sent him back and then they were like, where's the kid? Where's, where's Sam or whatever. And then Prof- Professor Oak at the end is like, oh, Ash, you helped me when I was a child. So <laughs> That's why I'm helping you. Does, so they retconned it. So Professor Oak secretly knew Ash's entire life. Yes. Yes. What? And has been, and now helps him out. It was honestly freaky. But like that's the one that really stood out because I was like, wow, you you wrote something that has an impact for the whole series. <laughs> also, I, Professor um... Oak has a first name. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? <laughs> oh, good God. What is um, happening? <laughs> so uh can I uh read you I don't I think he may have passed away by the time the Celebi one came out. Was that Pokemon Forever? Yes. Yeah. Um, but he did. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, let me let me just ch- double check. Uh, yeah. No, I can't find one. But um, Roger Ebert did review the first Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Um, may I read you some excerpts from, <laughs> please, from this please do. review? My assignment is, well, I'll start at the beginning. There are times here on the movie beat when I feel like I'm playing in over my head. This is one (laughs) of those times. My assignment is to review Pokemon, the first movie. I have done research. I have even played a Pokemon card game with a six-year-old Pokemon trainer named Emil. The rules of the game seem to bear a suspicious resemblance to war. At the end of the game, Emil had all 52 cards. I do not know if this is because of his mastery as a trainer or because he stacked the deck. I do know we were not playing a real Pokemon game. Emil was pulling a fast one. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's so clutch to admit you got scammed you at got the start of by a six-year-old. Um, I was wondering why it was suspiciously like war. I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't make any just sense. It is war, yeah. Um, okay. Kids just stole his cards. Here is the movie, the plot. A scientist has found a way to genetically clone one of the Pokemons, Pokemon, named Mew. <laughs> His invention is named Mewtwo. Mewtwo then clones other Pokemons on his own. Sort of a revolt of the Pokai. Each Pokemon has a different kind of power. 
the hero, Ash Ketcham, so-called because he wants to catch em all and have a complete set of Pokemons, ventures with his friends to the island's, the villain's island, where battles take place between lots of different kinds of Pokemons, Pokemi, and their clones. <laughs> After an hour of struggle that shakes the very firmament, the Pokemon collapse. They run down instead of dying. There are a lot of speeches about how we now see that fighting is wrong. There will be a sequel in which no doubt there will be another hour of fighting before the same lesson is learned again. Uh, yeah. Um, I, he wasn't can, a can fan I of it. Can I touch on that? Yeah. In those movies, that's a huge theme. I forgot to mention. Yeah. But they're always like, fighting is horrible. But and they, then they fight it. each other at the end. Now, can well, I like, read... Uh, can I read uh, the the top comment on this? Uh, Absolutely. On this review. Absolutely. What a deplorable review! He claims he did his research, but he completely missed the point of Pokemon. It seems like he approached his research with a made-up mind that Pokemon was lame and stupid. He even compares <laughs> collecting stupid. the cards to collecting baseball cards and uses that comparison to Pokemon for not being an athletic sport as if it was trying to be or as if the cards should promote that type of thing. And on top of that, he didn't even play the card game right, so he completely missed the best thing about collecting those cards. He didn't try to play the Game Boy Pokemon game. He only had people explain it to him. Finally, his review of Movie is only half of his review, and he can say about it was that it was colorful, there was fighting. How can he fairly review a movie that is so obviously not targeted at him? All the awesome lore is lost completely on him. He sees Don Fan and thinks, okay, a Pokemon. But it was so much more than that when the movie premiered. He'll never understand the mm. mystery of the elusive Mew and why having Mew in the movie was so freaking awesome. The movie also explained the origins of Mewtwo. More lore missed on him. He should have kept his review short and said, I don't understand anything about Pokemon. <laughs> so I didn't like the movie about Pokemon. <laughs> Get his ass! Oh, <laughs> that's a decent point. At the end. That's from uh, Luke is heretic. Um, <laughs> and uh, wow! And uh, someone did reply to him and say, like, "Hey, I mean, yeah, but it has to stand on its own, like as a movie, and like it, it doesn't." And so, and then Luke replied, "Good points. I was a little harsh." So, Aww. oh, stand your ground, Luke. Yeah, right. Um, well. Um, we wish Luke the best and, uh, RIP Roger Ebert. Um, you would have loved, uh, you would have Pokemon loved, uh, Pokemon Arceus. Um, and famously he did not like video games. <sighs> Damn. Well, Does he know that they're all like movies now? They're well, all movies he now. He He's passed away. He's not with He's... us anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, LB... You playing anything lately? You play, you're play. You are. You're playing uh, the car game. Yeah, I'm, I've been driving a tell lot. Tell me, tell me about the car game. Uh, so I've been playing Gran Turismo Seven, which came out last week, um, and it is wonderful uh, and exhausting, and for freak pervert weirdos, um, but in a way that's accessible to me. An aspiring freak pervert weirdo, if that makes sense, when it comes to cars. Um, I like them a lot, but I don't know a ton about them. It's like, I've never played... So my, the first racing game I've ever played outside of like an arcade was uh, Forza, Forza Horizon 5, which I started playing like last month uh, on the, you know, the Xbox One. 
the thing, re mm-hmm. the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Video game Netflix. Start game playing pass. on video game Netflix. Thank you. Game Pass. Um, and really, like, was got really into it. And then it kind of flattened out uh, because it's, like, Steven, I think we were on a stream. Uh, I think it this, like, when John was playing uh, Gran Turismo yeah. on Friday, um, compared it as, like, that Forza is just, like, I don't know, MTV Spring Break, basically. Mm. And, or maybe I said that. You said something similar, and then I agreed with you. And Forza, I mean, sorry, and uh, Gran Turismo is like, it's so, the non-racing gameplay is you going to a cafe and like a little photograph avatar of an old man Mm -hmm. says, Hi! You're here. It's me, Luca. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the history of cars. It's like, I, yeah, I yeah. saw it. I saw it maybe John playing this uh, last week. And I was like, is this the, is this the game? Like incredibly high res, mm-hmm. in, uh, insanely detailed picture, like not pictures, but like renders of coffee cups. Um, and then there's like a tiny little face that looks like it's someone's calling from customer support. And it's like, hi, I love talking all about cars. (laughs) Like, what is this game? (laughs) It's it's this weird, like, unreal place because, like, everybody who goes to that guy in that thing that John showed says, like, this is the cafe where everyone loves cars. And we just Mm -hmm. talk about cars. And then just multiple people come up to you and just like, hey, I saw your cool car outside and wanted to talk to you about cars. It's like (laughs) there. this feels like the premise for an anime where somebody has, like, wandered Mm -hmm. into this magical realism cafe. It's very slice Car of life anime, cafe. except that this is a real this is a real thing that pe- that is this like wait really there are real places I'm well they sure aren't like are. maybe intended to be for cars but if you live in a place with like a lot of car people car people will they gather um, mm. huh. physically in space they bring their cars uh, and they talk about their cars and they drive their cars and they show off their cars to each other uh, at often eating establishments that have parking lots. Um, if you go to like Bob's Big Boy uh, in Burbank or Toluca Lake, the border uh, on Sundays, that'll that that is happening there. Um, I yeah, it's so it's like it's not completely unrealistic, but it's done in like this very slice of life anime kind of way that's incredibly charming. Uh, there's Luca who sends you on missions to like go to different tracks around the world and win cars so that you can bring them back to him and he can tell you the history of that type of car. And then there's also, I think, Chris, an even older man, who will just <laughs> tell you about any car that you park at the cafe. Um, it's like, I don't actually want to talk to old men about cars because I fear them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in real life. So this is something where it's like, this is such a perfect thing to simulate for me. Yeah. Because this like controlled old man who's not going to say any weird racial gendered things to me about the world because he's pretend right. as opposed to yeah. the men I fear in real life. Like, oh, it's so choice. And I get to know and I learn all this shit. Like, okay, yeah. I, I'm, I was, I'm still kind of struggling with this one mission where you have to like get these, uh, Front engine, rear wheel drive, American cars, uh, which are all Mustangs, and they gave you they give you this fucking 1969 Camaro to drive, and I'm trying to drive it, and it it is impossible. I'd also had at this point had turned off basically every single assistance 
driving assistance and turned the difficulty all the way up. Wow. Um, which was, I did turn some assist, like some of the assists back on because my body started to hurt Ooh. at a certain point. Are you playing with a wheel? <laughs> no. I'm not playing with a controller. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, these are cars that people, that like in the olden times, they filled with sand when you when people wanted to race them because they were so impossible to like oh, control. They would just lift up off the track, basically? Oh. Yeah, they would just what? spin out constantly because the, the engines were so heavy. And so like uh, with rear wheel, with like rear wheel drive and front engine, like... That weight distribution has a ton of weight in the front. And that's why, like, mm. Japanese drift cars, like the classic ones, um, mm. like an initial D and shit, those are all rear wheel drive front engine because the weight is the weight's in the front and it means makes them makes them good for like better for drifting because they spin. Oh, but like in, okay. the, in the 60s and 70s and shit, it was just unreasonable. And people didn't know that drifting so was sick as shit yet. Well, and also just the handling was really bad. They're basically like covered wagons with rockets attached to them. Um, <laughs> but like, instead of doing, re- I did try to do a little bit of research. And then I finally like broke down and got a different car. And I just, and I discovered that like, yes, cars from this era were very, handled very poorly. But the Camaro specifically just sucked. It was just a terrible fucking car. And now I, lo- and now I know this. This is information that I have learned. LB, is- that's shit. <laughs> Also, I feel like you, you said the game's for car perverts, but I it's also for like anyone who's interested in learning stuff. Because yeah, like, I was exactly. watching John's stream too, and Luca pulled up and was like, oh, you have this 1967 Italian compact car. Here's everything about that in 30 <laughs> seconds. And then like describes it, and there's like really nice music, and there's a little typewriter sound coming up while he like explains it through text. It is sweet. It's a really sweet it, game. It rules. It's like... Yeah, that is that is the vibe. It's not actually just for perverts. It's for anybody who wants to learn things. There's a there's a place that's called Brand Central, and you're like, okay, whatever. And you go there, and yeah, you can buy cars, but you can also learn about the history of all these different car companies. Wow. The Hyundai Museum kept crashing my PS4. Oh no! Uh, it has like it, it makes me like this is my version. I think of a cozy game. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I, I kind of, I'm like looking at some pictures and stuff from it. And like, I kind of love that like they were like, okay, what is our game about? Car. It's about car. So let's make sure the car part is like really, really good and put as much time and energy as possible into the car. But we want to have some kind of scaffolding around the car. So we're going to build that out, but we're not going to waste time and money building like a hyper-realistic models of people when we can just put a picture of them on the screen and just have a text because it's it's about cars it's not about Stella or Rika or whatever um and I kind of really admire the boldness of that uh decision to just be like no we don't need to do this you can use your imagination to imagine Stella um it's great we're gonna spend more time on making the car good and like previous, at least based on my very limited knowledge of these, but so you can probably tell me if this is true, LB, but like based on what I've seen of the game so far, like they really put a lot of work into making these cars just look like extra, extra good. This is the, like the first time I've been really sad about not having a PS5. Because mm. I'm playing on PS4 and like it looks good. It's beautiful. The photo mode in particular is like obscene. Mm. Um mm-hmm. 
you you do your race and then they, they play, do a replay of the race and then you can take photos from different oh. angles of any moment of the race. You can change, you can like changing settings. You can, if it's raining, you can adjust it so that you can really see the raindrops. You can change the aperture, the shutter speed, the, you know, the film grain. It's, and if I was able to do that on a PS5, like I've seen some renders from the PS5 and it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a little bummed about that. But at the same time, I'm having like such a good time, especially now that I've turned the assist back, some of the assists back on. I mean, I'm still playing, it's still, I'm still playing like a harder version because I'm it's fun for me. Um, but honestly, the, the, like in terms of accessibility, also, there are a lot of different assists and you can change them and adjust them for your own liking. Mm. And I do think that like, there's a version of this game that can be played. That's like not very, that's like not super hard and could just be fun. And like looking at cars, enjoying them, learning about the history of them in ways that's like super accessible. So yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Thumbs up. That Two thumbs great. up as, as Siskel and Ebert used to say. Uh-huh. The, the opposite old times. Of, now they're gonna of the pursue. Pokemon movie. Damn. Uh, that that's, looks so cool. I want to watch. Can I? Oh wait, no. Streaming one is hard with PlayStation. I I'm I'm setting. I can set it up this week. I would love to watch you play some of this. Um, okay. And just be like in the passenger seat. Just like C three PO. Just like C three PO. Steven, I know you're mostly playing Elden Ring. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about that or uh, or something else? Uh, I've mostly been playing Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, I assume that you've probably already heard everybody else talk about this by now. Yeah. And the problem is, the problem is that Mm. because I'm streaming it, uh, you can't really talk about cool specific things because then I'll know about them, which is, uh, kind of a miscalculation on, uh. On my part, um, <laughs> but is there anything you want to talk about about it, or um, you could go Funke's route and uh, talk about something that is pivot to Pokemon. Uh, I can actually. I'll just say I'm uh, about 190 hours of Elden Ring so far, and oh um, I still have 14 uh, hidden achievements that I haven't gotten yet. So if that tells you anything about like kind of the state of how. Finally, I'm picking over that game. I can talk about a different game, though. Uh, yeah. I can talk about uh, The Witch Queen. Have you talked uh-huh. about that yet? We haven't really, no. But um, oh. but you've been playing through the campaign, the new Destiny yes. expansion campaign. And uh, how are you liking that? It's really, really good. Um, yeah. I've kind of been turning it over in my head a bit about, like... Wow, Bungie still kind of makes all the same mistakes Bungie always makes, which is mm-hmm. very funny. Mm-hmm. But like when the content is good, this is one of those games where it's just so easy to overlook, not easy, but like you're you're willing to overlook a lot of the the problems and pratfalls that they fall into. Uh like bad UI design, bad like decisions with like quest uh uh telegraphing like you get into that game and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, here's a thing that tells you exactly what has happened in the game in the past, like, you know, two years, if you haven't been yeah. paying attention to the story. And it's like, okay, where is that? And it doesn't tell you. It's, yeah. it's, in, 
it's like an unlabeled like icon image in the top right of the map screen mm-hmm. and it's and it just doesn't tell you or there'll be things where I got in and one of the new things they've done is change the void subclasses for all the characters they've like made them way more interesting and and cool and I messed around with that immediately because I already knew that was a thing. And then it put up a tool tip on my screen that covered up a third of my screen <laughs> that wouldn't go away I until like, I You went, have to do it. You have to you change have to do it. it. But I had already done it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And it's like, no, go eat, go back into the menu. I know you're in a boss right, right now, but we're going to cover up 20% <laughs> of your screen right now and you can't do shit about it unless you oh, go no. in and go through the motions of doing all the stuff you already did 20 minutes ago again and just kind of guess what we actually want you to do because you've already done it. So all the stuff has already moved around. It was very annoying. A lot of that stuff still very annoying in this game, but everything else is like the, it's also, I, I will say really quick too, I, th- I think it's kind of bullshit that they keep taking huge chunks of the game out to replace yeah. this stuff. Um, so like the reason, one of the reasons they need a big timeline thing that says, here's what happened to Osiris is because they took out all the content where you could just play that previously, even if you already paid for it, which a lot of people did, which I think is... Kind That's of scummy. Weird. Well, it's so no, weird. Okay. Well, no one's born in Curse of Osiris. Okay. Nope. Right. So this is the the second major time <laughs> they've done this. The first time they did it, they took out a bunch of bad content nobody really cared about. So I was like, okay, yeah. whatever. But this time they took out Forsaken. They took out Forsaken, which uh, before now I would say was probably the best campaign uh, in the game, except unless really? you, yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. Had a lot of great new areas, but some of those stuff is still in the game, and like. It is, it's it's really weird because it's like Destiny is kind of an MMO, but not really. Um, and the game is, is fucking huge. And it's also just like put together with like, like popsicle sticks and, mm-hmm. and like elastics as far as I can tell, because they've been building on the same game for like years and years. And like the code I imagine is more complex than a game like WoW because there's much more like physics stuff happening because it's a first person shooter. So mm. things can break for like no real clear reason, but yeah, they do. They did take some more stuff out, which as an outsider, bad. that's so weird to me. Like, yeah. So the game is you, now, how do you even experience that stuff? That be, you, you don't say this is like one you of the don't. best expansion Then what? Well, you don't, I mean, Okay. I, I don't know. So For me, it's like sensitive. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I was. It's one of the best Destiny things, but like I would say, if you aren't like, it's not like oh, you have to play Destiny just for this one campaign or anything. like it's in the context of the game. It was a good one, but like okay. if you're coming in now, there is a bunch of other good stuff, and you might be like, oh, why can't I do this? And it's like, well, you you just can't because it you know the game is too big and Bungie have to take stuff out to make space. And there's no way to have like a another server for like a, offline players who want to experience those earlier segments because it feels like kind of scary, especially like thinking of live service games and this game yeah. in five years or whatever. Like, is it all well, just going to be conversations and articles about it? And I mean, I kind of I've kind of made peace. Sorry, Stephen, I don't mean to take over your your segment here. Um, do you maybe want to? talk about that no you can you go ahead i was just gonna say i've kind of made peace with this um because i guess i've been playing it for so long at this point that it's kind of like like 
players who've been doing stuff long enough don't really like go back to older things unless they're like raids or which some of which they have taken out um, or like high level content. So like you've already sort of experienced the story and then it's true that like, yeah, you can't go back and play it now. But like, I guess because Destiny is a live service game, I've never really thought of it as like, oh, I have to like, like I own all of this and uh, like... It's just like a story that is unfolding for me. So like, I think of Destiny in a very different way from how I think of other games. Um, I don't feel that same kind of ownership over it, especially now because it's free to play. Um, And I'm sort of just like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like more of like an event thing for me. Um, And the fact that you can't go back to it is like, well, there's lots of games that you can't go back to or like that you can't play very easily. Um, Interesting. Maybe. So it's like a, it's like a party you missed, but there's going to be other parties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. That's how I deal with it. Some people really just don't care for it. And I understand totally why that is, but I'm, I'm in it at this point. And uh, Stephen, have you finished the campaign? No, I have not. So that's the actual thing that I should probably talk about is the we're right now we're in the Witch Queen. Um this character that is the sister of the big bad, kind of the one of not the final big bad, but like the the memorable one that everybody cares about from Destiny 1. His sister has shown up. She's like this weird bug god of lies and she's she, a girl boss? She, she is. no. Well, cuz I think LB is thinking of Kyle, girl boss. Oh, okay. Um oh. There's I wrote she's a different girl boss. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Savathun is a different sort of girl boss. She has come in and stolen the light, which is a funny is is funny for a couple reasons, and kind of ties into this idea of like them taking older stuff out. Like the original Destiny Two campaign, the Red War is just has not been in the game for a very long time now, and they. There's a line at the very beginning of this where you are in Destiny, these magical warriors called Guardians, because you have this magical paracausal power called the Light. And you early on, we're fighting against the darkness, but actually now the darkness is kind of a, more of a neutral force. And in the beginning of this expansion, this character, Ikora, says, Savathun showed up and she took the one thing they thought they could never touch, the Light. And it's like, Destiny 2 opened with a guy coming in and taking the light away. So well, it's like, but I the hive, the hive couldn't do it or yeah, something. Yeah, sure, know. sure. I don't know. So the way that manifests um, mechanically in the game is that a bunch of enemies now have the same powers that you do and will like throw them back at you and uh, you can respawn in these games sometimes and sometimes you can't. Um because you have these like little magical floating buddies called ghosts. And now if you try to kill one of these guys, those magical floating buddies will appear for them. And you have to like get up in there and like grab them in your fist and just like, just crush it. Crush them like a melon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's kind of fucked. Like the first time I did it, I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) It just like killed a ghost. Ghost is friend though. Uh, Um, Crucially. It's not like they're like little, they're not like, even it'd be bad if they were even animals or something like that, but no, like no, ghosts like are sapient. Yeah, they're little orbs, but they are like, you know, alive. Yeah, they can talk and they have personalities and names and stuff like that. In fact, like one of your quest givers in this game is a defector evil ghost. He's like refuses to resurrect his guardian, who's this this like corpse in the background behind him the entire time. And he like has a funny little like New Jersey accent the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um 
<laughs> Finch. And so you're going in and you're basically trying to figure out what's going on. Why does Savathun have the light? Uh, why has she shown up now? And they're playing off of a lot of interesting things that I have loved from uh, previous, most recent seasons of Destiny. They've gotten a lot better about their storytelling elements. This is something me and Merritt talked about ages mm. ago a bunch, but like the idea of over time, them kind of like, you kind of realize it doesn't make sense for us, the player, to be fighting like half of these factions because like mm-hmm. they're just also people and they've leaned hard into that. So like a bunch of the alien races are just your friends now. And so you're teaming up with them to take on this one big force because there's some weird mystery going on. And during all that, you get like new powers and new weapons. They've added weapon crafting, which is like a huge new element of the game. That is, it's definitely a grind, but it's like, you're actually working towards the ability to make the guns that you want instead of having to just like play a bunch of random law sectors and hope you get the role that you want. Oops, it's garbage. Throw it away. Um, so like they're, they're addressing finally a bunch of things that, um, have been kind of like major pain points for destiny for, for years and years and years now, which apparently seems to be based on like some internal reportings. There's, there, there've been like some investigative pieces about like the management of Bungie and how mm-hmm. there was like basically an A team and a B team of writers and stuff like that, where like the, the B team, the people who were on the B team were actually the better writers, but like the guys in charge were like, no, we have our vision and it's this <laughs> and it sucked. <laughs> And now yeah. they're not maybe as in charge as much anymore. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's uh, but all the campaign stuff so far. They, the, the way I've been playing it is on uh, legendary difficulty, which is also new. Yeah, and the way that works out is they make everything much harder and add a bunch of like modifiers and stuff. But you get tons of rewards at the end. Right. Uh, the idea being, if you beat it on legendary, you'll be at the soft cap for like gear and levels and stuff. So you'll be all the way leveled up by the time you're done. Uh, without having to grind it all. And the uh, difficulty curve has been, like, really, really good. It's, like, not easy, but it's not, like, oppressively difficult either. So I've just been really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, we should should play through some of it. We should, yeah. I'm glad you're back on the train. Um, Not to be, like, one of those people who's like, ah, yeah, if my friends are doing it too, then it's fine. (laughs) Um, No, but Destiny is good. It's, I think it's the best expansion. Um, that Destiny 2 has has ever had, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, we are running a little long, but I do want to do one more game really quickly, and it's called, Did Nintendo Let Them Put This on the Store? Basically, what I have is a list of games, and these are all real video games. Um, and what I want you to tell me is if Nintendo let them put it on the store or not. And by the store, I of course mean the Switch eShop. So um, we've got Sounds a bunch. Of, we've got a bunch of them, and uh, we'll just we'll just run down them. I'll go through each in order. Uh, so we'll start with um, start with the. Uh, with LB, you're going to tell me if this is, if they, Nintendo let them put this on the store. Okay. This game is called Inside Her, and then in parentheses, Bedroom. That's all, I, I don't think they let them put that on the store. That sounds like a Steam title. 
Well, bad news for you. They did, in no! fact, let them put that on the store. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, inside her bedroom. Um, I'm getting this shut down. Yeah, we got to shut this down, folks. Uh, Funke, how yep. about drug dealer simulator? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm afraid not. Oh. It is not. They did no. not let them put that on the store. Um, it was there a version of it called, I think, just Dealer Simulator was up for like a day, but it got taken down. Hmm. Uh, Steven, how about hmm. Zoo Dentist? <laughs> that sounds like a mobile game that somebody ported to Switch and they would absolutely allow it. And they sure did. If you want to be a dentist to zoo animals and there's nothing weird about it at all. And you can do that on the Nintendo Switch. LB, uh, this game is called Cancelled Super Puzzles Dream. Hmm. Sort of like a Panic at the Disco situation with an exclamation mark after Cancelled <laughs> Super Puzzles Dream. Yes. Uh, yes, they did let them put that on the store. And what this is game, that? w- that's a great question because every time I look at it, I get more and more afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. Can I, uh, the description from the Nintendo store is hashtag canceled. This is the hashtag to thank scientists for creating a vaccine that will defeat and eradicate COVID 19. It is also Let's a tribute go. to the tremendous efforts and hard work put in by health workers to save lives. Thank you very much to all of them. Um, I don't know why it's called canceled. Also, it is just like a jigsaw puzzle thing. And well, I'm so, I love that. For one Nintendo. of the pictures is a bunch of healthcare workers with angel wings. This is definitely just like somebody like picking a bunch of random kind of SEO yeah. keywords mm-hmm. and building a game mm-hmm. around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who's next? Funke? Yes. yes. Uh, Funke, how about Cat Girl and Dog Girl Cafe? Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cat Girl and Dog Girl Cafe. I could see it. I could see it on a Switch. You prop up the kickstand at the back, play it inside of a cafe as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why well, not? the thing is, if you do play this game in a cafe, you probably would get in a lot of trouble. It is not on the Nintendo Switch. What I actually is it? Do, I actually don't know if it's like a sex game or anything. I just I know that it's a real game. Uh, Steven, mm. how about she? Is mermaid. Oh, that's she absolutely real. Is mermaid. I'm not asking Say you no if it's more. real. Oh, yeah. I'm asking sorry, you if sorry, it's sorry. on the Switch. That is definitely on the Switch. I have spent a lot of time looking at the deals page of the Nintendo Switch eShop, and they this is exactly what they put on there. Mermaid. Uh Pictures of Japanese girls in maid costumes, and the game part is you just look through menus and look at pictures of them. That's that's that store. Okay, well, now this is interesting because I had thought this was not on the Switch, but now it is saying it is. Um, <laughs> but it's called My Girlfriend is a Mermaid? Oh! It's that's not, not called she, she, is is mermaid. she is Mermaid Switch. There, she is mermaid. I can't tell if this is the same game or not. Well, they do She's that. Mermaid sounds like it is the same game. Speak. It's just called. Um, it is the yeah. same game. It's just called uh, My Girlfriend Is a Mermaid instead of She Is Mermaid. That happens with a couple of mobile games that, like, especially come out of um, Asian countries. A lot of the yes. time, is the mobile game version will have 
a badly tra- machine translated title like um, Hid My Game by Mom, which mm-hmm. is a really good mobile game that I like, actually. And the Switch version is called Mom Hid My Game. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think this was, but it is. Um, LB, how about mm-hmm. Dangerous Seed? Dangerous Seed. I'm going to say that is on the Switch. That is correct. And it has nothing to do with sex or anything weird. It's just to shoot them up. Uh, yeah. Funke, how about the world is ruled according to sexual prowess? So I'm playing dirty <laughs> to get my harem. Steam game. It's not on Nintendo. That is correct. They would not let that one on the store, apparently. The word um, sexual. No. Uh, Steven, how about Sakura Succubus? Mm, I think you can get away with a lot on Switch, but as Funke kind of pointed out, I don't think that you can, as long as it's not in the title. So I'm going to say no. I don't, I'm going to say that's not on Switch. It is, in fact, on the Switch. Damn. Uh, Sakura Succubus is, in fact, on the Switch. LB, how about Lust from Beyond? Oh, that's my favorite HP Lovecraft story. Um, <laughs> You're so close to what that game is actually about. Yeah. Lost from Beyond. That actually also does sound like a Steam title, even though it's possible it could end up. I don't know. Maybe it's on. I'm going to say it's not on Switch. But you're going to say it is on Switch. It is on, it's on the Switch. Switch. <laughs> it is on the Switch. I knew it. Um, and, how many uh, times did I flip flop on that? <laughs> if you heard how many times I flip flopped, uh, leave a review on Apple iTunes Channel F. Five stars. Now, wait a second, though. Wait a second. Uh-huh. Um, I need to confirm something. Sure. Lust for Darkness is on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Is Lust from Beyond the same game? Or is that different? It's no. a different game. Uh, so you're correct. It is actually not on the Switch, as far as I can tell. Or it's not on there yet. Um, actually, I did say it was on the Switch before you said it was on the Switch. What? Did you? I, I flipped one last time. I'm just going to give you a point. Okay, you can give me the point. Um, I. It's not... So what the fuck? This is a different game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Less from Darkness and Less from Beyond were made by the same people, and that's very confusing. You should have just called it Less from Darkness 2, but it's the mm. Lust Universe, and that word has ceased to have any meaning <laughs> for me. The Lust Universe? The Lust... The Lust <laughs> Cinematic no Universe. Pornography. That's it's just the porn. Lust Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, got a couple more, and then we'll wrap up. Um... Also, this game has one of my favorite screenshots uh, I've ever seen of a video game, which is just like this weird, mostly nude man standing in like a creepy room saying, I will strip you of all humanity and make you into a machine <laughs> only for fucking. <laughs> no. <laughs> just I'm like, good. Not again. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> not again. Oh, not again. I'm good. Um, it's just, sometimes it's one of those days, you know? Uh, fun game. Um, yeah. Santa's big sack. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It's not. It's, on the it's Switch. not on the Switch. Um, what? Also, wait, what is, What kind of game is that? Guess. <laughs> Fucking gotta look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. But you have to be logged is into like Steam a, to find out about it. Is it like a Candy Crush of... Oh, it's on Steam only. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Steven, how about oh. Panty... Party. (sighs) 
I'm going to say yes. I made a mistake before not trusting the title, but I'm going to say yes. You're correct. It is on the Switch. I hate video games. (laughs) Video games are really bad. (laughs) All right, uh, LB, how about my universe, my baby? (laughs) My universe, colon, my baby. <laughs> That's what God calls it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that is on the switch. That is correct. It is on the switch. What uh, is it? It's just you raise a baby, I guess. I don't know. I'm oh, sure okay. there are other games like in the My Universe thing. series. There's probably My Universe, Got My it. Dog, My Universe, the my, my, universe, ta- universe. my Taxes, the My Universe, you, and you, the Moo, <laughs> Funky. Would you like to run an idol cafe too? <laughs> um, no, thank you. I'm good. And yeah, yeah, it's on Switch. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's, uh, it is, it is on Switch. Um, Steven, mm-hmm. how about, and this is the last one. Okay. Jerking off in class simulator. What? Jerking off in class simulator. Did they let them put that on the storage? Can I abstain? (laughs) (laughs) Can you just rebel against the whole concept? Yeah. Um, I will Uh, give you a point for that. For uh, Or will I? What were you going to say? Oh, I, yeah, I'm just going to (laughs) abstain. I don't want to, I don't want to... Uh, I feel like if I if I make an answer about that game, like that game exists yeah, in like the primordial idea space. Yeah, <laughs> it knows my true name. It becomes real. You, yeah, you proved into the real. Uh, it is not on the Switch. But Good, you might Good. guess. Yeah, Thank God. Um, it shouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. It should be in someone's like little journal. They burn. <laughs> should be in somebody's. Control Alt Delete comic. It's like that main character's favorite fucking game. Oh my god. Um, well, we do have a tie here between Steven and Elby, but uh, there is a, a prize, and I need to have a come up with a tiebreaker. Take us out your sword, cut it down the middle, and give each of us half of it. No, 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 just give it to Steven. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I like your idea of doing half. Actually, that was that's the good. no, but that's the winning. That's the winning answer. Is mm. oh, and then if we give it, and then we give it to you because the real person wouldn't want to cut the prize mm. in the middle. Well, because that's your baby. In it's not case, my universe. It's vibe, not my baby. <laughs> okay, but in this case, though, this I think splitting the prize does make sense because the prize. Okay. Uh, this time, is uh, we're kind of moving in a new direction. With, with the prizes on the show because it was getting oh. confusing and complicated and I had to ship sticky hands all over the continental United States, which was... I still haven't gotten mine. Yeah, I mean, it's probably in the mail it's or fine. something. Um, sure. It got stuck so, to the back of the truck. From now on, what we're going to do <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> that was really fun. Oh, that was good. Um, what we are going to do is uh, when you win... Um, you get ownership over an image for one week, kind of like an NFT, except it's uh, worth something uh, in that it's 
uh, I'm going to send you, I'm going to post this image in, um, in Discord. And uh, what you're going to do is you can add or do anything you want to this image because you own it uh, until next week when someone else wins and then they will inherit that image and uh, have the same rights and uh, will continue doing that until the image is either unrecognizable uh, or uh, we, we want to start new. So this the image uh, we're going to be using for this inaugural episode of the way we're doing the show now is uh, this great picture of a man dressed as Super Mario. Wow. So um, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to split that in half and I'm going to send one half to Steven and one half to Elby. <laughs> And uh, Great, good. Th- then the pieces will be reunited next week with <laughs> some kind of changes made to them. And if you want to see that image, uh, you can check it out on on Twitter. For we'll post it there. I think when we get the new ones, when we get them back, uh, uh, our Twitter is at Fanbyte Media. So uh, keep an eye out there. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll post it on the site too. I don't know. They're going to make Two-Face. They're going to make Two-Face. <laughs> They're going to make Mario Two-Face. Um, we'll, we'll post the image as it is now on Twitter, and then we'll follow up that tweet with uh, when it when it's leaves uh, the hands of uh, LB and Steven. But uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you like the show, please tell a friend. Just tell one friend. Tell your dog. Tell your guidance counselor. Or is it a dog? Tell your bartender. Or is it a dog? Tell Fox McCloud. All right? Come on! Huh? Show me your moves. Hey, Fox McCloud can talk, but Link can't. So Link is more of a dog than Fox McCloud. Uh, I I wish I had gotten the not a dog because you said, is Star Fox a dog? And no, because Star Fox is a team of fighter pilots, not a person. Okay, well, it's no, his name group. is also Star Fox. It's Fox McCloud. Well, it's scientists are still, I'm no, I'm not a scientist. Um, <laughs> the do you want to follow uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to follow us on Twitter. Uh, LB is at Hong Tears. Steven is at Steven Strom. Uh, Funke is at Funke Fly. Our producer Jordan is at Jordan underscore Mallory. I'm at Mary Kay. Fanbyte again is at Fanbyte Media. Hey, go join our Discord. Um, fanbyte.casa. Type that into your web browser and through the magic of uh, URL redirections, it will take you to join our Discord, which is pretty cool. Um, I am streaming Elden Ring right now. Well, not right now, but you know, you don't know when people are listening to this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am right now when people are listening. Imagine to this. If I'm you streaming were. it at five thirty Eastern Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, and there is a whole channel in the Discord to discuss my my adventures and antics in the lands between, which I don't look at. So, if you want to call me a scrub, you can do that in there. Please don't. It'll hurt my feelings if I saw it, which I won't. Um. I think that's it. So, um, the end. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm no scientist. Anyway, until next time, keep that dial tuned to Channel F. <laughs>